Welcome to Be Love, Be Well, Be Whole, a monthly podcast with Nicole Raines, licensed marriage and family therapist, and clinical psychologist, Dr. Dina Scott, where we discuss mental health, relationships in all stages and phases, and wellness. The information in this podcast is meant for informational and entertainment purposes and does not take the place of having a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Let's join the journey. All right. Welcome back. Hey, Dina. Hey, Ed. How are you guys doing? Hello. Super excited to be with you both today. Excited for Ed to be on this journey with us as well. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. We're jumping right in. What What is our theme song for this moment? <laughs> the song's been on repeat all week. It is Tony Braxton's O-V-E-R-A. Are you, I'm sure you know, you know what a, a song this is. She actually came out with an album last year. Shame oh. on you all for not supporting. Wow. It's great. It's called, the album's called Spell My Name. Uh, and it's, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's our brokenhearted goddess, you know, doing what she does best. She's talking about, you know, breaking up or, or something being, or a relationship being over. And I am coming to the end of an extended, fairly painful chapter of my life. And it's just a reminder that not everybody is meant for the entire journey. How's it go? Uh, people are here for always like a, a reason, a season or a lifetime. Yes. Well, we're getting these seasonal people about the paint. Yes. <laughs> and some of them are removing themselves. Yes. Some of them are removing themselves. So. Yeah. It's catchy too. That is catchy. I have not heard that, Ed, but I will have to check it out. And I 2020, find it. It's, yes. I mean, the album, the album's, that's a banger. And, no, and like eight or nine songs, you know, typical minimalist Tony and, and all of them will just kind of like, you know, tear at your heart with like one maybe mid-tempo song. But yeah, O-V-E-R-A, yeah. Wow, I like it. Summer cleaning. This There's a new season <laughs> coming up. Yep. What about you, Nick? Uh, so today, well, in this moment, for me, um, it is Wait For It by Leslie Odom Jr. from the Hamilton soundtrack. And, yeah. uh, you know, just I'm, I'm really feeling, I guess, in a musical mood, uh, looking forward to seeing some movies this summer. And there's this one line in it where he says, I am the one thing in life I can control. Um, mm. And that's just it goes on to even just describe how he's unique. He's a, an original and can't be copied. And I think that that just really resonates of knowing that, you know, when everything else seems to be spinning, 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 that it is ourselves that we have control over. And although we might not be special, all of us are unique. And that yeah. is something to really lean into as our uniqueness. So that one's speaking to me right now. I love, I love that. I love that I whole love soundtrack. That's great. It yes, is. I know. I will say that when um, I was working in the schools, the kids were all about the soundtrack. I mean, that was something on repeat for them all the time. So I've learned more than I would have thought um, <laughs> over the years from them. But it's so interesting because I feel like usually when I have a song choice, I'm very much into my neo soul vibe, but I also am a big hip hop fan as well. And I'm from the Bay Area and have been back in the Bay Area appreciating it so much. And E40's choices is really speaking to me right now because okay. I feel like when it comes to 
us in life, there are so many things and there are choices that, you know, we have some ability to control at times. And a lot of times it feels like maybe things are happening to us, um, for us, but, you know, what can we do to also um, start to, to make our choice um, in the matter? So yeah, so E40 is, is speaking to me right now. Dr. Dean, I did not know you ghost ride the whip. You know, you know, you know. Down business, there's okay. All, there's all right. of the layers of, of us, yes, <laughs> yes. And I really appreciate that. So, I mean, for those that are interested, you can also follow our Living List of Mood theme songs on our Spotify playlist, which is Be Love, Be Well, Be Whole Mood. And it's going to be funny because um, since we've been recording, Dina, you have been um, just sharing your Neo Soul side. And so now I think people are going to really like even have the reaction that Ed had, where it's like, Wait, Dr. Dina? Yes, there it is. The hip hop. <laughs> yes, Nicole knows this about YouTube, me. If YouTube, you can see like my eyes just go, ooh. Yeah, Nicole knows <laughs> all of these layers, me. but yeah. <laughs> Other folks don't. And I think that it's important for us to acknowledge the art that exists with us as Black people that is so broad, right? Sometimes we minimize the fact that, you know, whether it's us thinking about rap, others thinking about jazz, you know, all of the things, like we are such talented people. And so, yeah, so I want to shout out, you know, some of our Bay Area folks. I love it. (laughs) So moving into um, just kind of our guest, I mean, we know who you are, Ed, but giving the listeners a little bit about yourself and talking about how love, wellness, and wholeness show up in your life sounds like you're doing a little bit of cleaning, um, so to speak, to, to uh, exercise those things right now. Well, the irony is it says on our rundown, and I'm actually guess who reads the rundown of like, uh, I mean, you know, we're, we're all good here, but some people would come through my own podcast, and not read the rundown. <laughs> but no, I read the rundown. I was going to laugh because it says, how do you incorporate love, wellness and wholeness into your life? And I laugh because I do not. I'm at a stage of my life where I, I jokingly say, I, oh, I can't keep a plant, animal or relationship alive. And it's kind of true only because I've been so far focused on my startup journey. I'm a solo founder of a tech startup and uh, it's, you know, it's a lonely, you know, road and it's, it's hard going. I'm not saying that everyone has to do it like I did, but, you know, I tend to get very focused and, and when I'm chasing a goal, you know, uh, sometimes I really need to kind of shut a lot of uh, extraneous stuff out. And one of the issues I've been running into is now as I'm about to, uh, you know, transition maybe about a, a month or so uh, from now into uh, into a ma- major move, actually move back to, you know, what I consider to be my normal, you know, like I mentioned earlier, not everyone is built for the journey. So as far as incorporating the love part, it's been, you know, it's been a, a challenge because, you know, I'm, I'm leaving, you know, I'm moving, you know, you know, four or five states away. And, and, you know, and some people are kind of, you know, cleaning themselves out, let's put it that way. Uh, and, you know, actually, uh, one thing I did kind of want to uh, discuss and unpack a little bit was an interesting date I had recently, where it was, I mean, it was fairly, I wouldn't say it was typical, it was, I had, it was very, it was an interesting date, because it lasted about four hours, the whole uh, dinner thing, we walked, talked, got on great, it was, it was really, really good first date and and she knew that I'm you know leaving in you know six weeks or whatever and so she was she's cool with that but then I got ghosted and I'm just kind of shocked because I'm like we still do this in our 40s 
I was, yeah. I mean, and, and, and my, one of the main things that attracted me to her was that she was literally one of the kindest people I'd ever met. Like she had such empathy, like in her face, her eyes, her attitude, and she was very understanding. And, and she, you know, she, you know, very you know, complimentary of like, you know, my sacrifice, the struggle, all this stuff. I, and, and I just hadn't heard anything from her in a whole week. And I, you know, I wrote the, the whole thing off, you know, by I think Thursday, Friday, but I was just kind of taken aback because the thing is, it's not like I haven't been ghosted and, you know, and when I was younger, I definitely ghosted people myself. I'm not, you know, you know, everyone's, you know, I, you know I, no one's blameless, no one's flawless here, but I was a little shocked because it's not so much, you know, it's not, I'm not so much hurt that, oh, she didn't like me or she didn't pick me or something happened and who knows what's going on in their life. My thing is that it really attacks my whole sense of, of, I guess character evaluation. Like I, like I really, because you know, I, I thought this person was super kind, super like, and, and you know, at least you know, I thought they would have told me, you know, oh, I'm not interested or something, or or something's changed, or but the fact that she's kind of ghosted really did kind of sting because oh, I thought this person was this way and this person's that way. So let me ask you, dear therapist, what do you, <laughs> what do you do when when you have when you kind of built and I and and I know you know first impressions or early impressions you know are you know a lot of stuff is surface and you gotta kind of you know dig under and do the work and all sort of stuff but I mean what do you what happened what how do you evaluate when or what do you do when you think you've evaluated someone in a certain way they turn out to be totally different and almost kind of attacks your sense of of I guess uh, decision making or 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 that or or people evaluation what do you do with that Wow, Ed, you know, I think that this is a very, uh, it's an ongoing topic because the ghosting does not stop. Um, right. Age age actually right. does not have anything to do with it, is who the person is. And or, well, right. let me rewind that because it's not who the person is. It is how they are behaving Behaviors. in this moment. Yes. Yes. And um, so I wanted to say it that way, Ed, to actually acknowledge that you might not have been wrong about your judgment or your insight into the person. It's just that this is how the person uh, was showing up in this behavior. And it could be any number of things. Um, people, I mean, people are gonna might be shocked by this, but ghosting occurs in any part of your dating journey. So even right. your teens all the way up, honestly, into like your 70s and 80s, if you're dating. Uh, pe yeah, people, because it's a behavior. And so I w the hardest thing to do, and I say this a lot, is to depersonalize it um, and to take it that you this is that was your experience of the person you had this judge of their character and had insight and you had a great date and a person can still be all those things and still be kind and not know how to use words not know how to um get through because the story that they might be telling themselves because sometimes people ghost uh, for their own reasons, right? This is why it's not personal of it being, oh, they've come up with this story that if they tell the person that, oh, um, I don't maybe want a second date or I don't want to continue the relationship, they've already come up with the person's reaction response and they're operating from their own 
images and not what's really going to happen. Uh, so a whole bunch of things could be going on. Anxiety, social anxiety, something else that shows up in ghosting. And it does, it does not feel good um, for the person that experiences it on the other side, which is, as you're expressing, where you start to kind of question yourself. Uh, but those are kind of my takeaways. What about you, Dina? Yeah, no, I, I feel like, again, there's so many layers um, when you think about this term. And, and I also, I mean, to me, I feel like it's interesting that it has been termed um, ghosting because I think it, it, again, could be so many things. Mm -hmm. And I think we always make things trendy by adding <laughs> one label. Yes. You know, we add one label to it as if, you know, that captures it all. But, you know, I, I think adding to what Nicole said, those things all were things I was thinking because it, it can be um, so much about, you know, a variety of things that that person is experiencing, experiencing what they're going through, maybe the dynamics, maybe the anxieties. Also, you know, sometimes it's about, you know, that person trying to preserve themselves depending on that relationship and situation in terms of how they end it, right? And so with your situation, Ed, that's a different type of situation. Mm -hmm. But if you are in, you know, a relationship or dating someone where it has become toxic, it is, it, I wouldn't call that ghosting if the person just stopped and removed themselves, right? And so I think well, well, sometimes well, that's, we overuse. I mean, well, yeah, we overuse good, ghosting as well. We we do, but let me just yeah, let's just be. I guess let me be clear in in how I how I'm using ghosting in this situation because yeah, I mean, there's I wouldn't even I wouldn't even call it ghosting if it's in a relationship or something. Right, like, right. Because people use different. ghosting so so casually now. Not no, you, Ed. Yeah, but no, 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 well, I mean, but I mean, I mean, in the dating, I guess in the dating process, I, I think if you're before a relationship has been defined, I guess I, I that's what I consider when ghosting exists. And honestly, if someone ghosts, I mean, you know, they don't no one knows you anything, you know, honestly, especially before like maybe a, a second or third date or whatever, you know, first date, fine, if you ghost me, okay, but I just thought she was, you know, a different person. And at the very least, she may still be kind, like you said, Nicole, whatever, at the very least is not polite. It's not polite. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that that's, that is, you're speaking to that of where it is really difficult for people to even, and I'm, I appreciate you giving your definition because as Dina just mentioned, ghosting just ends up with all these other interesting behaviors yes. that I'm like, eh, those aren't, that's a little different. Mm -hmm. um, but here where, and you, even the age part that you threw in there, right? And where it's just like, there's these expectations that we have of where it's like, oh, hey, I know how to, you know, use my words and talk about <laughs> things when things are uncomfortable even to talk about. And it's just how a person is showing up though, is that their experience can be whatever they might be um, believing at that moment in time and and what that is. I mean, I, I recall uh, back in my dating journey of where I did say, oh, hey, you know, actually, um, I'm not interested right now in moving this forward because there's someone else that I'm interested in moving forward with. And the person was so, he was so appreciative. And at that moment in time, and this has been over a decade, I was actually shocked and saddened. Uh, I'm like, oh, wow, people are just used to people just kind of leaving um, and, and, and not explaining or, or saying that. So I, I hear what you're saying is that it felt unkind to you and that it, it felt even like, oh, just even kind of like out of, uh, oh, 
you know, no, thank you. Or um, as one of our friends has always said, uh, you can always change your mind. And, and that is perfectly okay, being able to share with people when you change your mind. Uh, but again, uh, society's kind of socialized us, and Dina, I don't know if you agree, to where we're kind of conditioned that people can't handle that, right? Like, oh, well, this kind of brings us into almost our topic, where people can't handle the truth, right? Like, if I share with you that I'm not interested or that, oh, this was a great date, but I don't want to continue on that the story that typically gets written is the person's not going to be able to handle it, or I don't want to, or I'm anxious about them having a negative reaction. For some people, unfortunately, it might also be like a trauma response. They've had really bad, right, ex- bad right. experiences with sharing their boundaries or changing minds or whatever else with another human. Um, so being able to like look at that, but I mean, hearing from both of you, what are your thoughts around that as far as um, just the behavior? I appreciate that, Ed, uh, where the feedback, feedback can be hard for people to take sometimes and for people to give. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I like, and I really appreciate how you shared with us listeners, how you closed out the chapter, you know, that it wasn't this, um, like you didn't decide to act unkind, right? Or, Or be... Like, oh, okay, this says all these different things, you know, like you didn't dump your process into the, the text. You're just like, okay, I, I hope everything's well. And this is all that you will hear from me. Yeah, and it's so, it's so tricky and it's so complicated because I also go back to intent and impact, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't know how we might've impacted someone, right? So our intention and what we think might be the dynamic might not be how that person experienced it at all. And so I think it's also tricky to think about like how someone is to respond when we're, we're, not, we're not quite sure how we have impacted them and that that impact might be why they are choosing or not choosing to respond. And so it becomes so complicated when thinking about the human mind, the yep. psyche behaviors, um, because, you know, again, you know, I might feel like, oh my gosh, all things were, were good. Like we were in a good space, but there might have been something that maybe I said, or I did that I had no intention of coming across a certain way that that person took in, or it could have been just where that person was at, you know, in their life. So it's so when thinking about dating, it's so complicated and so hard and different from something even like work, because you have (laughs) two human beings that are sometimes navigating experiences in such a different way because of their own dating experiences, past traumas, all of those things. So it gets complicated. It gets really complicated real quick. Yeah. No. It'd be cool if there were some sort of like branch of therapy that just covered like dating. Like if if it was possible for for a therapist to see both sides of people in the dating process, like like mm-hmm. not, not I kind of like couples counseling, but before coupling counsel, you see them individually and kind of get their process right, so that that when they go on their next date, they interact with each other in a healthy space. Wouldn't that be interesting? Wow, that is interesting, and I can't say that people don't already do that. I don't. They <laughs> they they may yeah. um, because yeah. that is it's being able to like look at it from. Um, it almost sounds a little bit like being able to have a matchmaker. Um, to Dating me. should be overseen by a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, we, see, then we will be out of our scope. Chaperone <laughs> me, chaperone <laughs> me, save, the, save them from themselves. I'm perfect. They're messing up. Save them from themselves. <laughs> 
But I like that's such an interesting concept, right? I mean, I think that actually people could pull that into their their dating space because being able to have the same definition is important. I mean, even when you defined what ghosting meant for you, Ed, I I typically tell people, and even when I in practice is being able to have the same definitions with whomever you're interacting with. So you know, and if, if therapy, you know, couples counseling actually for me to figure that out. Or I, I, ah. I yeah, it was told to me. No, it was told to me. I was huh, your favorite ex mm -hmm. of mine. Yes, we went to couples counseling, and that's when I learned that you know we had you know share definitions and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I love it, Ed, because you're still applying it. That says. Oh yes, yes. I'm a I'm a quick learner. I yes. <laughs> that that warms my heart. I mean, I think that that's something to to. I love it. <laughs> Audience <laughs> therapy works, y'all. <laughs> Works. to share is that even if you go through like couples counseling with one partner it it might not be that that relationship maybe that relationship is for a season or a reason but it, if you take even what you learned from that and learn from the couples counseling and apply it throughout because it resonated with you that's that's a big deal sometimes people think oh it's going to be specific to this partner but Ed, you just, unbeknownst to you now, have shown that it is not. No, I use it also in, in business too. Like, you know, I have a distributed team, you know, around the world and, you know, cultural, there are some cultural differences. And sometimes I will need to get us on a call and be like, look, what do you mean by this? Because I mean like this. And, you know, you got to, you know, or, or engineers talking to, you know, uh, exec, you know, that type of stuff. So yeah, definitions are important, you know, and, and apparently what I learned in couples counseling and therapy in general, you know, can like, kind of like with me and game theory and poker can apply to all aspects of life. I like it, being able to re re relate it to uh, something that you really hold on to and can take it anywhere throughout your lifespan is, is being able to talk about it that way. I like it. So, I mean, being able to check in about that is, is so interesting because that's... Um, because you're married now and you don't care about dating. <laughs> no, that's actually, I still care about dating. What about you, Dean? Are you married? Do you not care about dating? Because <laughs> we still date. Um, and I cared about dating then, like even when I was dating. Um, now I don't feel so removed from it, like which is something that I mean, I'll, I'll share is that that can be a myth. Uh, well, it depends on the person, right? But one of the myths is that you get married and you become so oblivious to what it is to date and you might not have the experience, but you're still, at least for me, you're still dating your partner. Um, and then you also can have empathy and it for those who are dating multiple partners or that are trying to find their partner or wanting to have um, a relationship or who just are dating without wanting to have a relationship because dating is not just one thing. Um, so I think that is, I, so oddly enough, I do still care about right? it just through a different lens, but I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's important to, to call out though, Nicole, that, you know, sometimes we forget that dating should last throughout. So whether it's you dating to find the person, you have found the person, you are married, you are in a committed relationship, you know, you are trying to figure out what it is you like, it, there still should be dating um, incorporated um, in, in all we do, because I think that's part of like building and, and growing um, that connection and relationship. Well, I'm glad to see that your husband, Nicole, as we say, keeps him like he got him. 
so hilarious to me. Um, so it is, it is important, right, to be able to to it's do important that. to date your partner. Sure, I, I'm it glad is. It is. I mean, and then again, right, for people who are maybe not in that space, that's okay too, uh, is being able to kind of figure those those things out. I mean, maybe that's where, because I know our topic today was like healthy escapes. Maybe that's where some escapism kind of comes in by taking a break from, from reality every now and again um, and looking, you know, this is where binge watching shows has been a thing movies via streaming and now people venturing back into the movie theaters or or drive-throughs and looking, <laughs> <Not> at, I. <laughs> <laughs> looking at the ways like that so and that's one of the things ed right is is talking so you said not i what have you been doing because um you actually were my first yeah the first podcast that i was on which is uh yeah, yeah it was cinema draft um and then talking about movies so that's a big thing that's really been impacted by the pandemic is one of people's health escapes was going to the movie theater and i heard you say the not i so um how have you been keeping up with your movies well well uh f fun fact i was in the seattle area which was like the hot zone when when everything kind of uh, uh, shut down. And I remember the last movie I saw in the theater was like the Friday before all of, you know, the country shut down. It was or Thursday night before the whole country shut down. I think it was a bloodshot or something, some Vin Diesel dumb movie on, on big IMAX screen, but I wanted to go see it. And the entire time there, I was freaking out in my head because I was already a bit of a mini germaphobe before because, you know, I you know, play a lot of poker, poker people are disgusting animals. I've been carrying, uh, uh, hand sanny in my bag since like at least 2010 so I'm you know I'm not here for the nastiness and I'd see how many you know uh, surfaces and, and and people not wash their hands in the bathroom and that was the last time I was I was good on the theater I'm good on cash I don't like touching you know none of that stuff I'm all digital now you know, forget it but I do miss the theater and that used to be one of my you know semi-healthy escapes I probably eat too much popcorn but uh these and you know and, and it's it just kind of reinforced watching that stuff at home, which is fine. Um, obviously, at the theater is a better experience, but I'm I'm awaited out to at least 85% vax the country. Uh, during the pandemic, um, actually, there were, I was uh, dating someone for about you know five months ish, another one who was not meant for the end of this journey <laughs> or, or, or the next chapter. But uh, we would occasionally take these little weekend Airbnb breaks, you know, uh, get get like a little getaway to to a fairly you know, remote uh, location with a really good view and just hang out and, you know, watch movies and, and this, you know, I, I, my work would always kind of come with me, but uh, just kind of hang out, maybe, you know, go for a walk or whatever, take pictures. But, you know, those were nice little, you know, weekend escapes. That was when I was, you know, seeing someone. Now that I'm on my own, what I'm going to do after this podcast is over, taping is over, is I'm going to go play Frisbee golf. Remember that, Nick? Oh, Wow. <laughs> Yes, I do. Explain yeah. to the listeners, Ed, what Frisbee golf is in case that might be an escape they want to take up. Sure. Frisbee golf, aka flying disc uh, golf, is just like regular golf, except instead of hitting balls with sticks, you are throwing that piece of plastic you used to love throwing 100 yards of straight line when you're a kid. It's a lot different now that you're an adult. <laughs> you're trying to throw it. Uh, on courses that are somewhat similarly designed to golf courses, except instead of trying to get into a hole, you're trying to get the Frisbee into an elevated metal basket in the least amount of throws possible. 
And you would be surprised. There's, I mean, it's low key. There's not, it will never be a professional sport, I don't think, but it is a skill. It's definitely great exercise depending on, on the course. And it's, you know, it's, it's a nice walk. You're out there in nature and, you know, you get to, 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 you know, breathe, you know, fresh air and get a little exercise in and, you know, go at your own pace, a couple hours, you know, in and out, you know, burn a few calories, have fun. So interesting that you mentioned that, Ed, because I went to visit my sister when she was living in New Orleans, and that was the first time I had ever seen anyone because they're in the parks there. They have a lot of things set up for Frisbee golf, and I really? had never heard nice. about it until going out there um, yeah, for the past few years. So I love that you were already doing it because um, I was like, oh, this is an interesting, interesting concept, but very cool. Have you played? Did you try it? No, we did not play. I saw it going on, but it was also very hot um, during that time in New Orleans. So no one that I was with was quite ready um, <laughs> to engage, but we were all just kind of amazed that just a bunch of folks were, were out there doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it can be, there, there are little associations. It's, there's much of a subculture I avoid entirely, but I just love that it exists, <laughs> that people are passionate about you know, frisbee right. golf and that they, you know, keep up the courses and things like that. That's a great, that's a great escape, being able to kind of get out there, get in nature, play a, play a sport um, and hang out with some other people in a safe way. And what about you, Dina, some ex healthy escapism um, that you enjoy or would recommend? Yeah. So I know we've talked a lot throughout all of our podcasts about just the role that music plays in our life. And for me, being able to kind of zone out with some good music is always a nice escape. Um, also, I, I love to drive. And so I'm somebody who is a fan of being in the car, driving long distances, short distances. And so for me, being able to kind of get in the car, drive, see um, some beautiful scenery, see the city, whatever it is, um, I'm all about um, that as well um, to just kind of get away and get into my zone. I love it. And, you know, I think that those have been, I mean, my, I know my escapism, quote unquote, has been hikes when we can um, get out and get into nature. And then also uh, I have a bike for, yeah, I guess I haven't really owned a bicycle in my adult life, even though I've ridden bicycles. So having a bicycle and being able to take bike rides has been another another healthy escape uh, for me. And I like to just kind of put those out there because sometimes escapism gets a, a bad reputation uh, because you, you know, we talk about being mindful and being aware and, and it makes it sound as though you can never ever take a break. And that's not true there. You can still have exercise a level of awareness and you know what, I need a break right now. I'm going to go for a bike ride. I'm going to go play, you know, frisbee golf I'm gonna go for a drive and being intentional about that and that's what really makes it healthy is that you're still recognizing and knowing where you're at emotionally and what you need maybe in that moment to be able to take a break and I mean that's really different from when we think about like using drugs and alcohol because those substances are actually then changing our ability to face reality whereas these other ones are us taking a break which is perfectly okay and I, I wanted to throw that out there because especially with how much we talk about mindfulness I've noticed that sometimes people feel guilty about watching tv or taking a drive and not really having a purpose and it's really okay for us to do that and even let our minds wander 
Um, so if sometimes. I blow three hours on NBA 2K trying to take the Warriors to the championship, it's okay? I'm it's good. okay. You're good. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I mean, video game, it, it's okay. You're good. I mean, just come back, right? Like being able to have. Trying to get play. Steph to win an MVP <laughs> at 36 in the game, three seasons deep. Yep. All right. <laughs> Good. Have, a plan right. to, have a plan to come back, right? Like, uh, I mean, I think that you just touched upon it uh, jokingly. Like, and this is where you can have some, some humor attaches too, because these things don't have to be these serious topics of being able to monitor whether or not something becomes a problem. And you just put a time frame on that where you're like, okay, I'm going to spend like three hours. Uh, now, if you're like getting rid of other responsibilities, right? Like if you call and you're like, oh, Dr. Dina and Nicole said that, you know, this is fine. <laughs> and nobody like hears, sees from you, you stop working, you stop like answering calls, then maybe it's time to look at it in a different light. <laughs> I got that my Dina true. pass. I got my Dina pass. I'm staying home. That is true. That's a good point. If it's impacting functioning, we that's when us therapists start to to get a little a little more concerned. But otherwise, yeah, Ed, go for it. Go go for it. Oh, I, I love it. So um E, as we're kind of coming up here, just wanting to give you a moment to share with our listeners any upcoming events, any business ventures, et cetera, uh, I'm going to steal your line and tell you to go ahead and plug your stuff. Plug it. <laughs> yeah, well, nothing much that people can do with it today, but mostly, you know, Cinema Draft, uh, it is basically, we are looking to, to become the fantasy football version of the movies. We hope to have a working version out, hopefully by the end of the summer, if not early fall. And, and and also as the the movies kind of gets back more to, to form if you guys get jabbed please get jabbed up for crying out loud <laughs> uh, it turns out that my, well, my one of my other passions also blacksandbitcoin.com i've i've been a bitcoin early adopter since 2013 had the hobby site blacksandbitcoin.com since 2014 uh you know but, uh, there was a bitcoin convention down in miami florida Good Lord. And of course, now turning to a super spreader event because people are not being safe. So, so I will plug cinemadraft.co. That is the site for my company. Stay tuned for updates from there and blacksandbitcoin.com. I'm also promoting masks, damn it, masks and quit being so nasty and get jabbed up. All right. So thank you, E. Uh Sorry to be so blunt, but dang it, I'm tired of this. I mean, well, here's the thing, right? Is that Dina and I are who we are and we bring on all our guests, like I said, and we don't want just clinicians because we want to hear a diverse set of voice. viewpoints yeah. and a diversity of voice. Uh, I think that that's something that's really important, especially as um, members of the black community, because sometimes we're looked at as a monolith and that is not accurate. So um, wanting to have all those out there. So don't apologize for who you are, Ed. Uh, being, <laughs> being able to show up authentically is something that we even talked about with our, our last guest. Um, so being able to do that. And then I wanted to delve into uh, our moments of joy and appreciation. So E, as our guests, what something joyful or something that you appreciate in this moment in time? Hmm. Well, I had, okay, I'll give you one of each. A moment of pure joy. Pure joy was when I went Frisbee golfing last week, first mm -hmm. time in, in a few years. And there was just, I mean, I 
it was a par three and I, I gotta be at least 70, 80 feet out. And there's no way I'm making this shot, uh, going through woods and baskets, a weird angle, whatever. And I'm on my, and it's on my third shot. I, I fling it and somehow it makes it in. And I just gave the biggest screen, pure joy, mm-hmm. pure joy. I hadn't, I hadn't felt joy like that in years. And it was over a shot that no one else saw. So you got to take my word for it, but it's there. It happened. <laughs> And then appreciation, uh, I appreciate In the Heights. It was a movie I really wanted to see in the theater. Of course, I did not go see in the theater. I watched an HBO Max, uh, and but I, I still had a great time. And I'm glad. And even though it's not as polished as Hamilton, uh, I you know there's a lot there that represents the culture, uh, represents part of my culture. I was actually born in New York. Fun fact. And uh, as a oft overlooked uh, Afro Latino. You know, because I am half Panamanian, it's kind of nice to see Hispanic culture being played out writ large. That's really awesome. Um, and also, I love that connection, um, Ed, in terms of thinking about, again, how we see people in identity and sometimes forgetting parts of, you know, pieces of our identity and being able to talk about, you know, Afro-Latino culture as well, um, which is oftentimes not as talked about and discussed. What about you, Dana? Moments of joy and appreciation. Well, just going back to my love of driving, I was recently um, driving across the Bay Bridge and I love that drive. Like to me, I always like get very, I don't know, energized. I feel peace. I feel joy. I feel all of the things. And so um, I, yeah, on that drive, I just really felt um, a lot of just appreciation, appreciation for being back um, somewhere where I love, um, somewhere that fills my heart, um, and also being closer to so many people um, that that I love and lift me up. And also appreciation for being able to share space with you both here today. Thank you. So same sentiment in terms of the appreciation for the two of you and being able to share not only some healthy escapes, but also some dating uh, tips and rituals in there as well. Uh, so that was really a fun, a fun place to be. Um, and I really, my joy is small, small moment of being able to sit and watch TV last night and catch up on Superman and Lois uh, was, I love it. was a moment of, of joy uh, that, that I had with, um, with myself and my husband. And it sounds so simple, but it, we, I really did find a lot of joy in that. I love that. So much gratitude um, to you, Ed, to you, Nick, um, for today. And I just want to remind everyone everyone that being whole is for everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to listen and subscribe. And until next time, be love, be well, be whole.